All right, hello everybody. Welcome to KJAC. You're listening to KLJX LP Flagstaff on 107.1 FM. And this is this Swift beat. Uh, normally, every week we talk about a Taylor Swift album, little journey through all her eras. Unfortunately, it is just me today. Um, I'm Abby. Ash and Mayor have gone home for the holidays. So I am stepping in today. Like I said, we're not doing an album because I didn't want to do one without them. But I still wanted to come in here since I'm still here to do a little something fun. I don't know. Um, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit nervous. It's weird doing this by myself and I really miss them. I'm excited to have everyone back next week. Um, but like I said, so we're not doing an album to this week. Instead, I decided I wanted to pull some of my favorite. I said deep cuts. Um, deep cuts, I feel like because Taylor Swift has so much music, uh, a lot of it gets swept under the rug. Like people don't really listen to stuff as often. So I kind of pulled um, a bunch of tracks that aren't on her albums. So we have like some some songs from that she's done for movies. We have some a couple live songs in here, um, songs she's done with other artists, like for their albums, a couple unreleased, stuff like that. Just to have a little bit of fun, showcase some of her non-album stuff, because I feel like a lot of it is really popular. It's Taylor Swift. So, you know, people know, at the very least, people know, like, her main singles. Um, yeah, so I think this will be kind of fun. I'll do a little deep cuts tonight. And I did organize them. I have about an hour's of an hour's worth of music. Um, I organized everything in timeline, like in order of when it came out, because you can't talk about Taylor Swift without going through her eras. That's just how you have to do it. Um, so we're just gonna jump in, since there's not really much else to say. Uh, first track came out 2009. So this is going all the way back to it was a year after. Fearless came out, and a year before Speak Now came out, the Hannah Montana movie came out. And one thing about me is I have probably watched the Hannah Montana movie like a hundred times. Like, I, we have it on DVD. We've had it on DVD for as long as I can remember because I used to just watch it on repeat. I think if you played me a song or honestly gave me a line from the movie, I could tell you the exact scene and recite the whole thing word for word. It's just one of those movies. What can I say? Like, it is a classic. And I feel bad for people that didn't grow up in that age of Disney Channel. I don't know what to say. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Taylor Swift did a song for the Hannah Montana movie, which is really funny because uh, we went on a road trip. My family and I went on a road trip this summer. And we have one of those DVD players in our car. So I brought some, some of our old DVDs for my siblings and I to watch. And me and my little sister watched the Hannah Montana movie, and it was her first time. And she's way into Taylor Swift now, so when Taylor came up on screen, she didn't know that Taylor was in the movie and that she has a song for the Hannah Montana movie. And just, like, she got so excited. So throwing it back all the way to the country era of Taylor Swift, we're just going to hop right in with Crazier from the Hannah Montana movie. Just let it flow. Let 
just heard crazier by taylor swift uh welcome back you're listening to this swift beat where we talk about taylor swift um like i said before we're doing a little deep cuts non-album singles today and i promise i will let some of these songs play but i wanted to introduce that one before i introduce the next two songs um so yeah like i said that one came out 2009 between fearless and speak now i do hope that she re-records it at some point I had hope that maybe it would be like, I don't know, when she recorded This Is A Movie, it was originally like around the Fearless era, but when she re-recorded it, or it was originally around the Speak Now era, but when she re-recorded it, she put it on Fearless. Am I saying that right? I don't have Meredith and Ash here to correct me when I make mistakes, so hopefully that's at least kind of the truth. Um, point of the story is she's been re-recording some of her like one-off songs and then just including including them with the albums that came out around that time but because it was between fearless and speak now and she's released both of those i don't know i'm hoping i'm hoping it comes back at some point because i really do love that song a lot um so for these next two are also going to be sound songs from movie soundtracks and 
these two, I think, one, so good, but also kind of coming back a little bit. Uh, if you don't know, last Friday or this past Friday, a new Hunger Games movie came out. It's a prequel to the original three books, four movies. Um, and I don't know about you, but I'm a huge fan of the Hunger Games personally. Have already seen the movie twice. We'll probably see it a few more times. It's so good and also not good. There's some things, but that's a different story. Anyways, back in the OG days of Hunger Games, back in like 2012, 2013, 2014, Taylor Swift did a couple songs uh, for, I, don't, I think it was the Hunger Games and Catching Fire, but that, again, might not be correct. Don't have Meredith and Ash here to correct me. They know a lot more than I do. Um, wait, I think Ash just sent me a message to correct me. Oh, never mind. So yeah, so these were written for the Hunger Games. Amazing soundtracks, by the way. I, I would hope that at this point you've seen the Hunger Games at least once, but those movies are incredible. And also the soundtracks, the artists that they got for those soundtracks, unmatched. Personally, I've never seen, I've seen very few movies who are able to beat just like the lineup. Like they had Lord, they had Kanye, I think, on some of those songs and a bunch of other artists. So it's really good. So Taylor did re-record these two songs. One is Safe and Sound featuring Joy Williams and John Paul White. And the other is Eyes Open. These came out or she kind of grouped them in when she re-recorded Red. So kind of think of that era, 2012 era. Hunger Games just came out. 22 and and We Are Never Getting Back Together is on the radio kind of vibe. So still a little bit country. She's kind of like almost in her pop era because her next album was pop, so you can kind of get that vibe. And then here's Safe and Sound and Eyes Open.
Welcome back. Once again, you are listening to This Swift Beat on KJAC Radio, KLJX LP Flagstaff on 107.1 FM. 
if you live in Flagstaff. Um, those two songs you just heard, Safe and Sound by Taylor Swift and Eyes Open, Taylor Swift, both Taylor's version, of course, um, both made for the Hunger Games movies, which, like I said, the newest one came out, and I really recommend you go see it. It's so good. Um, I could probably talk about the Hunger Games for hours and hours, so I'm not going to. I'm going to move on. Like I said, with these songs, too, we're going through a bunch of deep cuts, non-album singles, stuff like that, stuff that you probably don't hear as often from Taylor Swift. I'm trying to split it up into eras. So you just heard some music from 2012, the Red Era. Next, um, we have a little bit of a jump into 2016-2017, which is around the time that Reputation came out, which also is going to be her next re-recording, so that's very exciting. Um, This next one coming up is not actually sung by Taylor Swift. But I did feel like it was very important to include because I feel like a lot of people who have heard the song, I guarantee you've all heard the song that you're about to hear. Um, But what a lot of people don't know is that not only was it written by Taylor Swift, but the vocal, like, not the singing, not the words, but the little, like, uh, uh, ah-ah-ah parts in it. That doesn't sound very good, but you'll understand what I mean. Um, is Taylor Swift's voice because she wrote the song and then she sent the sample to Calvin Harris, who she was dating at the time uh famously one of her worst ex-boyfriends that whole era is very messy but we can thank him for the songs that we got from taylor swift um so that's the one thing that he's good at and maybe like some of his most popular songs but i will say that rihanna and taylor swift made this song what it was and not calvin harris so again if like if you can't tell what the song is by now it's this is what you came for by rihanna amazing song we've all heard it but um also you know props to taylor swift for for letting us have this one and then after this is what we came this is what you came for i have a personal favorite of mine is i don't want to live forever by zane and taylor swift they did write this song for the 50 shades darker soundtrack so another like film soundtrack song and kind of a silly movie if you think about it but me personally grew up as a big one direction fan love most of their music for the most part so zane i mean it's very obvious he's very incredibly talented his voice is crazy his songs are really good um in like every genre that he chooses to make music in is always good So this song is just kind of like a crazy, like I just personally wouldn't expect a song from Zayn and Taylor Swift together, but we can thank them for it because it's an amazing song. And I, (laughs) like, I genuinely don't know what we would do without it. And it's also like Taylor sang this one recently on tour. She does two surprise songs every night at her tour. So she switches it up and it was on the piano. I guess it wasn't recently. It was a couple months ago, but you get my point. It was really good. She loves the song. Great song. So you're about to hear This Is What You Came For by Calvin Harris and Rihanna featuring Taylor Swift, but that's a little bit of a secret. And then after that, we have I Don't Want to Live Forever by Zayn and Taylor Swift. Baby, this is what you came for. Lightning strikes every time she moves. And everybody's watching her. She's looking at
Welcome back to This Swift Beat Radio. I hope you enjoyed that last song as much as I do. That was I Don't Want to Live Forever by Zane and Taylor Swift from the Fifty Shades Darker soundtrack. The one before that was actually not a Taylor Swift song, which might be a little sacrilegious considering the show is about Taylor Swift songs. But it was This Is What You Came For by Calvin Harris and Rihanna. And hopefully you were listening. Those little, like, you... <laughs> those parts of the song... Um, are Taylor Swift's voice, not Rihanna's voice, which I feel like a lot of people might not know. Um, and I think there is a demo out there somewhere on the internet of Taylor Swift singing that full song, but I'm not 100% on that. Um, so like I said, we're going through some of her like non-album songs. A lot of these are in groups of two, so I'm sorry if you think I'm talking a little too much, but I promise I have some good ones in here. Um, we just heard a couple songs from like 2016, 2017 reputation era. So now we're moving into 2019. Uh, her last pre COVID album. So definitely, I don't know how to explain it, but things were a lot different. Like this was her album. It came out December 2019. So like right before COVID, she was doing her promo for it when, you know, lockdown hit, she had to cancel her tour for this album. So definitely I think changed the fate of her career which sounds dramatic but Lover is one of those albums I feel like gets a lot of hate even though personally I don't think it should I'm just stating the facts personally I love Lover but um does get a lot of hate and I think you know her albums that came out in COVID like in quarantine that wouldn't have come out with if we didn't have COVID like really launched her to where she is today so I guess we can be grateful for that aspect of it but I want to shine some light on Lover very underrated album um quite a few songs that I picked out so this next one we have is called Only the Young she did release this um kind of along with the Lover album but it's not on the album um when she did when she released it she did a documentary with Netflix called Miss Americana I mean, there's a song in the album called Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. So she kind of did an album about her life throughout her reputation era, 2017, um, how all the media kind of turned against her. And she went into hiding for a year, stuff like that. Didn't get nominated for any Grammys for the reputation album. And then coming back after the reputation tour into the lover era. And in the documentary, there's a big portion about her wanting to endorse. Well, I guess this was, um, it was kind of about like that 2016 era. So when Donald Trump was elected. So um, she wanted to make a song for young people to like in kind of inspire people to vote and just get out there and be more aware, I guess, of social situations no matter which way you swing, I don't know. But it's kind of one of those things where she just wanted to inspire people with this song. So, again, she didn't release it with the album, but it came out at the same time. It's it's only the young Dash featured in Miss Americana. That's how it was released on streaming. Personally, to me, I love this song a lot, and I think that it should have been on the album for a long time. Like, in my head, when I think of it, I think that it's on Lover. But it's not. But it should be. And then after that, we have two three songs actually that are on the lover album but these next two are live recordings that she did 
um, right after the album came out, she did a, a little show in Paris, c- acoustic show, um, for I think she did six or seven songs from the album. So I picked two of my favorite. It's just her and a guitar singing, and I think they're really good, and I think it really shows how like powerful her voice is because I think a lot of people are know her for just her like really produced pop music and people forget that she's a really strong lyricist and she is a really good vocalist and I so I really like these songs there's Death by a Thousand Cuts and Cornelia Street live from Paris I listen to these a lot I also do have the very coveted lover live from Paris vinyl that um it's kind of rare I was man I managed to snag one when they released it but I love listening to that vinyl a lot. So, yeah, these songs are just really dear to me. After that, I have kind of a fun one, but it wouldn't be Lover without Lover. So I wanted to throw this one in there. It's the Lover remix featuring Shawn Mendes, which, again, is one of another one of those like really random songs that she has with someone you wouldn't expect. Shawn Mendes, to me, like, obviously I know his hits. Don't listen to his other music. Um, the song is good, like, the remix is good. Personally, I just listened to the regular version of Lover, but, like I said, we're doing deep cuts today. We're doing all the fun ones that people don't know about, so we're gonna do Lover featuring Shawn Mendes, even though I do believe that the remix with a feature should have been with Niall Horan. Anyone who knows knows. He did his own cover of Lover, um, around the same time, and he's vocally a very big fan of Taylor Swift, and I think that they've had some sort of public reaction or interactions in the past so personally i think i should have had niall horn on it but that's okay we're gonna do sean mendez so yeah i'm gonna play those four for you only the young from miss americana death by a thousand cuts and cornelia street live from paris and the lover remix featuring sean mendez it keeps me awake the look on your face the moment you heard the news you're screaming The ref got tricked the wrong ones think that right You were outnumbered this time But only the young, only the young Only the young, only the young Can run Now you praise for the sound you've only heard on TV. You go to class scared, wondering where the best hiding spot would be. And the big bad man and his big bad clan, their hands are stained with red. Oh, how quickly they forget. They aren't gonna help us. Too busy helping themselves. They aren't gonna change this. Can run. Don't say it's a 
bunch of candles and dance around the kitchen, baby. Pictures of when we were young would hang on the wall. We'll sit on the stoop, I'll sing love songs to you when we're 80. See, I finally got you now, honey. I won't let you fall. Can I go? KLJX LP Flagstaff on 107.1 FM. Um, you're listening to This Swift Beat, where we talk about Taylor Swift every week. Um, usually my friends Ash and Meredith are here. It's just me right now, so we're doing some of her deep cuts. You just heard some of my personal favorite songs from the Lover era. So we had only The Young um, from her Miss Americana documentary. And then we had Death by a Thousand Cuts and Cornelia Street Live from Paris, which... Like I said, there's six or seven songs that she did um, at that show that she has on Spotify. Those two, though, specifically are, there's just something about them. I can't explain it when I listen to them. It's like something about just her and the guitar, but she's so, like, like forceful when she sings. Like, it's not one of those, those soft guitar songs. I feel like there's a lot of those now. I do love them. You know, like, you kind of think of, like, that Phoebe Bridgers kind of genre, the slower folk Look, I, and I love that style of music, but it's specifically those two songs, just her with the guitar, but, like, really powerful, and, like, you, she really means it. I just really love those songs. And then also the Lover remix featuring Shawn Mendes, which, like I said, again, not something that I listen to a lot. I usually listen to the regular Lover, but I don't think it's bad. I think it's pretty good. And also Lover itself is just a really beautiful song, and I love it, and I'm really glad that she plays it on tour because she does not play the other ones on tour. Um, so yeah, just really great songs. 
And I think it's a really good reminder. I feel like a lot of people, for some reason, like to this day, it's been around. That jo- this joke has been around for over a decade at this point. But it's always a joke that Taylor Swift always writes about her exes. And that's the only kind of music she makes is music about breaking up with people. And I love to demonstrate to people that that is not true. A lot of her music, more than half of her discography at this point, is about being in a relationship. So the entirety of the Lover album is her being in love with her, unfortunately, now ex-boyfriend, Joe Alwyn. Very mixed opinions on him, but we can thank him because Reputation as well is also, for the most part, a love album dedicated to him. So... I mean, at least since since Reputation came out in 2017, there hasn't been a lot of Taylor Swift breakup songs. And 2017 was six years ago, five years ago, six years ago. Um, That just seems wrong. Six years seems so wrong. But yes, 2017 was six years ago. So for the most part, there has not been a Taylor Swift breakup song in six years. And she's released um, like five or six albums since then. So, did I do that math right? We have Lover, Folklore, Evermore, Midnights, four albums since then that she's released. um, That, for the most part, not about breaking up with people. So, yeah, just a great reminder for people who like to use that against her. I don't know. Um, So, yeah, those four songs are from the Lover era. I do have two more songs from the Lover era before we move on, but I did want to preface them before I play them. Because the next one is called All of the Girls You Loved Before. And people who know Taylor Swift, they know this song already, but I'll introduce it. This song she wrote for the Lover album in 2019, but she never released it. And she actually never intended on releasing it until earlier this year, around February, March. um, Someone somehow got a hold of a couple songs that were like, like demos that she's recorded that never got released. And I feel like this happens a lot. I mean, it happens a lot with Harry Styles. Like a lot of his unreleased demos have been leaked. And it does happen with Taylor too. Um, Like there are accounts on social media dedicated to just like all of her unreleased music. But this one specifically, um, it was, there was this one and another song called Need. Someone leaked the the files online and they went viral on TikTok. So all of the girls you love before was making its rounds on TikTok, everybody was freaking out of it about it, saying, like, I wish Taylor released this song. I need to hear this song. And so the night before the Eras tour started, and the Eras tour started in Phoenix. So, you know, she's she's in Phoenix, right? She's getting ready for the first day of her big tour. We're all getting ready for the first night. And she, like, surprise dropped this song and a couple others I don't remember now. I think they were re-recordings. Um, I, I think it was... if this was a movie and another one but she dropped this song because she saw that people online were freaking out about it and she wanted people to hear it so it's all the girls he loved before from the lover era so again another song about joe alwyn and then the one after it i did find the file for need so both of these were written in 2019 didn't make it on the original album but we get to hear them now so enjoy When you think of all the late nights, lame fights over the phone Wake up in the morning with someone but feeling alone A heart is drawn around your name and someone's handwriting, not mine 
thousand prickles on my neck that tell me to run or to freeze. Fear is the nightmare I had. You were with someone else. You forgot about me. Passion is a passing thing. It's accidental chemistry. All right, and that concludes our little exploration through um, some of the non-album lover tracks. You just heard All of the Girls You Loved Before, which is now a released song by Taylor Swift, previously unreleased. You also heard Need, which was leaked at the same time as All of the Girls You Loved Before, uh, still unreleased. Taylor Swift did not put that one out, <laughs> so had to track down my file for that one. And quickly before we conclude this little lover era, I wanted to say, I forgot to say this before, but Only the Young, like I said, she wrote that one, um, you know, for the election and kind of inspiring young voters to get out and vote and, like, advocate for whatever they believe in. And so I have a prediction, and I want to say this now because I want it to be known that I said this in case that it happens. I've been thinking about this for a while. Taylor Swift has a show in Indianapolis on November 3rd next year, which is obviously the day before the presidential election. Um, and it's a show in the U.S. So I want to say now that I think that Only the Young might be a surprise song um, at that show in Indianapolis because it just kind of makes sense. Taylor Swift, she's very aware of things, I feel like, but maybe she isn't, so we'll see. But that's my prediction. Uh, so now moving on, we're going to move. We have a couple more songs, and I want to introduce these next two very quickly so I make sure I get through the last four. But next ones um, are just kind of a couple oddballs throughout the years around 2020, 2021. I think they actually both came out in 2021, but around that time. So around like after Folklore and Evermore came out during COVID, Taylor Swift released Christmas Tree Farm, a little Christmas song, obviously. She grew up in, okay, she like, some people think she grew up in Nashville. She lived in, her ten yeah, Nashville, Tennessee. She lived in Nashville, Tennessee when she was a little bit older, but she did grow up on a Christmas tree farm or tree farm. I think it's a Christmas tree farm in Pennsylvania. 
So she wrote this little song, little fun holiday song. There is a vinyl for it that I would love to have. Um, it's like one of the only Taylor Swift songs I don't have on vinyl, but that's okay. I think it's like a fun song. I'm not usually a fan of a lot of Christmas music, but I think this one's just kind of like, it's a little silly, a little fun. And then after that, we have Renegade by Big Red Machine, who, if I'm correct, let me just double check while I have it in front of me, um, is by Aaron Dessner, yes. And then um, Justin Vernon and Bonnie Bear. So it's, it's like a collaboration between Aaron Dessner, who produces a lot of Taylor's newer music um he also has a band he also has a twin brother they're identical which throws me off sometimes because they're in a band together but yes aaron Dessner, super talented guy produces a lot of music and then um justin vernon of bonnie there and uh, or boney there bone iver people say it differently it's technically french so i like to say bon I- bonnie there but a lot of people would know him as bone iver he's got a lot of songs or they've got a lot of songs with the band um, they did a song for the Twilight soundtrack. They have a couple very famous albums that were very influential, especially in like the like folk genre. I, w- I don't want to say folk because there, there's a lot of other genres involved, but um, also in the folk genre. They've been very influential. I love Bonnie Bear. So they did a project. They have a couple albums, I think, together. And then they had a, this song with Taylor Swift called Renegade that came out in 2021. So I'm going to play you Christmas Tree Farm and Renegade next. My winter nights are taken up by static stress and holiday shopping traffic. But I close my eyes and I'm somewhere else, just like magic. My heart is a Christmas tree farm where the people would come to dance under sparkling lights, bundled up in their mittens and coats, and the cider would flow. And I just want to be there tonight. Sweet dreams of holly and ribbon, mistakes are forgiven, and everything is icy and blue. And you would be there too, under the mistletoe.
tapped on your window on your darkest night the shape of you was jagged and weak there was nowhere for me to stay but i stayed anyway if i would have known how many pieces you had crumbled into i might have let them lay are you really gonna talk about time Once again, you're listening to This Swift Be on KJAC Radio. And if you like what you've heard so far, we do have an Instagram. Same name, This Swift Beat Radio on Instagram. Um, fun stuff there. You can find out what album we're doing for the week. We have two weeks left of this semester. So we're going to be able to fit in two more albums 
that one's a little bit of a surprise. We'll let you know next week what album we're doing. But you just heard Renegade, the pop version, technically, because it's the clean version, by Big Red Machine and Taylor Swift. Big Red Machine, of course, being Aaron Dessner and Justin Vernon of Bonnie Vare. You also heard Christmas Tree Farm before that. Two just, like, fun songs. Personally, I think that Renegade is, like, a little bit underrated. Like I said, a lot of these songs, like, if you're a Taylor Swift fan, you know them. But I just feel like, again, because she has so much music, she has almost 300 songs, I think, like, it's so easy to just get lost, especially for me. Like, if I'm in a certain mood, I just put on a certain album, so I'm not really listening to her discography. And even if I am just playing through um, her music, a lot of it gets lost because, again, it's 300 hours, so you're not going to hear all of her songs in one sitting. So just a fun little fun little song I love. Of course, um, she worked with uh, Justin Vernon and Aaron Dessner for her album Folklore and Evermore, so... Of course, it's going to be a good song. Anything they put out is going to be amazing. Those albums are unbeatable. Folklore, I think, literally changed the game, especially if even for Taylor, changed the game. So, um, yeah, great artist. I've got four songs left, and we're going to move into her most recent era, the Midnight's era. Um, these next two songs are not unreleased. They are technically on the Midnight's album, but I wanted to highlight them because I think it's very easy to get lost. Um, when she released Midnight, she released the Midnight's album with 13 songs on it. All amazing songs, beautiful. And, of course, that comes out at midnight, Eastern Time, as all albums do. And at 3 a.m. Eastern Time, that same night, she released an additional, again, I don't want to mess this up, possibly six-ish songs. Um, that is known as the Midnight's 3 a.m. version, which is basically the deluxe album. And then on top of that, she, a couple months ago, I think over the summer, released, like, even more songs from the album. So there's, I think, four versions of the Midnight album. So it's very easy to get lost and not know that these songs exist. But this next one is called Hits Different. And I wanted to play this one specifically because I think it is genuinely one of her best songs. And I think more people need to hear it. If you are, are a fan of just, like, pop music or upbeat music, this is one of those songs that, like, should just be known as one of the best pop songs she just gets it right i don't know she knows the the formula for pop music so if you like this genre i really hope that you like this one because i love it and i i think it needs more attention because i mean taylor taylor swift has a lot of like the pop songs but this one is just really good and um tells a little bit of about her story again midnights came out before she broke up with joe allen or at least before it was known that she had broken up with Joe Alwyn, but this song specifically came out after the fact, and so, I don't know, it kind of tells a little bit of a story. After that, I also have, from the same album, Snow on the Beach featuring more Lana Del Rey. Big distinction there, the more Lana Del Rey part from Snow on the Beach featuring Lana Del Rey. The original album, like the original original with 13 songs, had a song called Snow on the Beach featuring Lana Del Rey, who is my favorite arti artist like period <laughs> people think it's harry styles it is harry styles it's also lana del rey she is just something about her i love her i could go on about her for a long time but i don't have a lot of time left so i'm gonna keep this short and sweet so i can get through at least these next three songs um the one complaint that people had because personally like for me for me the, mostly this is about me um 
Lana Del Rey like wasn't really in the original song. It's featuring Lana Del Rey, but she was only doing background vocals. And a lot of people were like talking about it after the album came out. And Lana Del Rey basically said, oh, I didn't, she didn't know. Lana Del Rey didn't know that she was the only featured artist on Midnight's the album. Taylor didn't, it just wasn't, didn't come up in conversation. So she just did the background vocals. Like that's what she sent to Taylor. And after the song came out, she's like, oh, I didn't know. If I had known, I would have like done a verse. So when Taylor put out this like third deluxe version of the album um she added this one snow on the beach featuring more lana del rey she corrected her mistake she listened to the fans gave the people what they wanted which is that lana del rey has her own verse and then they kind of sing together as opposed to lana just doing the background vocals and then possibly the last song there might be one more but if i don't have time this will be the last song it is called you're losing me from the vault it's a little bit of a sadder one but again, I wanted to include this because, like I said, there are so many versions of the Midnight's album. This song is released. It is not an unreleased song. It is like an official Taylor has put it out into the world, but it's not on streaming services. The only way you could get it was that there was one or two shows that she did earlier this year in the U.S. where she sold a CD in the merch booth with this song on it but that was the only way you could get the song so then a couple weeks later she put it for sale on her website so you had to buy like the full album which i think was five bucks or something like that but i mean i just had people send me the file it's online now you can find it um i think she did recently sell the cd on her merch store for her like holiday collection drop so that people could have the cd with this song on it but it's still not available for streaming so it's called you're losing me and I'm going to kind of go against what I said earlier, but this is the first song that Taylor Swift has written and released um, that has to do with a breakup since 2015 or 2014. So all the people that say Taylor Swift only writes about breakups, this is the first one came out this year. This is the first breakup song Taylor Swift has released since 2014. And it kind of it details um, her breakup with Joe Alwyn. So I'm going to play these next three. I've got about 10 minutes left. If I have a little bit of extra time, there's one more. But if not, I will see you guys next week with Ash and Mary back in the booth. And we're going to be talking about one of our next favorite albums. So, yeah, follow us on Instagram, This Swift Beat. And you are about to hear Hits Different, Snow on the Beach, and You're Losing Me from the Vault. I washed my hands of ice at the club. Of me, I pictured you with other girls in love, then threw up on the street like waiting for a bus that never shows. You just start walking on. They say that if it's right, you know. Just go, rip the bandit off and skip. 
It's not. 